today, we talk about building a business case for your project. This show is for everyone working at the coalface. Digital, business, marketing, social. This is At The Coalface with your host, Jason Greenwood. Hello everybody, I'm Jason Greenwood. Welcome to episode 35 of At The Coalface. I want to talk about a subject today that's, uh, that's uh, pretty exciting. Uh, it really comes down to how you can build out a business case for a project that you want to undertake. And it really starts out with the, the baseline of asking yourself a question in the context of your organization, your business, your role, whether you actually need a business case in the first place. And there's really only three scenarios under which I've ever seen, and I've been in this game for quite a long time, uh, scenarios where you don't need a business case for a project. Uh, those three scenarios are, one, uh, the project is so inexpensive that the, the, the effort to go to putting a business case together because it does take a lot of time, uh, just doesn't justify the expense and the time and the effort. So in those scenarios, typically the business can sign off on those. Um, depending on who makes the sign off on the specific project, they may have an authority, a budget level that they can sign off up to without a business case, without it going to senior management, the board, etc. So that's one scenario. The second scenario is where the boss, the owner, the CEO, the the chairman of the board, whatever, if it's a pet project that they've said yes to and they have the authority to say yes to it regardless of the budget and they really don't have any oversight and they can just say yes and it's something that they want to do, then obviously everybody else just kind of has to just fall in line and kick the project off and make sure that it gets done. So that's the, that's the second scenario where you don't really need a business case for your project. The third is where you've got no choice. So really this comes down to a scenario where maybe you have a piece of software that's reaching end of life and you've got to make a move to another piece of software to replace it, or where you're in a situation where your vertical, your business model, whatever, requires that you make this move in terms of the, for example, the customer experience where the minimum customer experience that is expected out in the marketplace, you can't deliver because you simply don't have the tools, the technology, the people to deliver that expected experience to play at even the minimum level in the business area that you operate in, then absolutely you've got no choice. So in that scenario, you might not require a business case, but then again, you may still require a business case if you're comparing two, three, four different sets of technology side by side versus either the status quo or or each other. So. Those are really the three main scenarios. There's probably other micro scenarios where in your business you may not require a business case for a, a, a large scale project. However, in the vast majority of situations, a business case is going to be required. You're gonna to have to put something together to justify the expense, the time, and the opportunity cost that you miss out on when you undertake a large scale digital project. And so this may be uh, a website build. I've, I've come into uh, this particular position at HealthPost coming from the agency background where oftentimes clients were coming in there saying, okay, you're going to expect us to spend $100,000 for the sake of argument for this website. Are we going to make money on it? Is, is it going to be a worthwhile investment? I'm going to make enough extra money off of this website to justify the $100,000 investment you're asking us to make. So, so we would oftentimes be asked to help the merchant to create their business case. Now, typically that's very challenging. 
And the reason why it's challenging for an external third party to build a business case for you in your business, for any piece of technology or any deployment, for any project full stop for that matter, is the fact that they don't typically have access to your data. So they, they might have access to tiny little slivers of your data, but in terms of knowing what your profit margins are, in terms of knowing what your average selling prices are, in terms of, of knowing what your yearly revenue is, in terms of knowing what channel specific channels perform and how, particularly if, you have a, if you're an omni-channel business and you've got a retail stores and you've also got uh, online stores and online channels, digital channels, marketplaces, etc. So they typically don't have the full picture of your revenue streams to be able to accurately craft any kind of reasonable business case for your project for you. So that's typically an internal function. A business case typically has to be created by the merchant, by the business, by their staff who have access to all of the data. The second reason why it's really difficult for an external third party to create your business case for you is because there's so many things they don't have control over and so there's big assumptions they've got to make about your business. So for example, they don't have control over your profit margins, they don't have control over the percentage of uh, of of revenue that goes towards HR, human resources, for example. They don't have control over which new markets you're going to go into, although they might be able to make suggestions. They don't have control over so many elements. They don't have control over uh, you know, how, what the salaries are for the leadership team and the management, whether you're top heavy, bottom heavy, or, or not heavy at all. So there's many, many scenarios under which a third-party vendor will have a really difficult time helping you craft a business case simply because they will have to make a lot of assumptions about how you not only run your business today, but how you're going to run your business in the future. And they also don't have control over the macro factors that affect your industry either. So they don't have, they don't have control over the overall performance of the economy, both your national economy and the international economy. They don't have control over your vertical and the number of competitors entering that vertical after you launch your project or even during the launch of your project or during the build of your project. They don't have control over what the distributor of your products who's selling the products to you to then on sell might do with their pricing, their ranges. Uh, or the, even the manufacturer, they don't have, they don't necessarily have control over what the manufacturer is going to put out to market and the kind of marketing that either the distributor or the manufacturer are going to do to drive help drive demand for those products. So there's 101 different factors that impact the success of a business, and in in most scenarios, a third party is going to only be able to impact a very tiny little sliver of your business. And as a result of that, for them to be able to create the business case for your project is actually going to be very, very difficult. And so they're going to be, they're going to be obviously trying to create a very attractive business case so that they can win the deal, win the contract, win the project. But at the end of the day, uh, unless there's some sort of performance component that's part of that project, you know, it's all care, no responsibility, so to speak, meaning they're going to hopefully put in the best um, data points that they can. They're going to put in their best consulting effort that they can. They're going to do deep dives into your business. They're going to find out as much about your business, your vertical, your competitive environment that they can so that when they put a business case together, it's actually very realistic. But remember, they're also typically trying to win a deal. They're trying to win your business. So it's in their best interest to paint the business case in the best possible light. So in most scenarios, 
it's better if you create your project business case internally. And that all starts with what you're trying to achieve and why. So a business case always begins with your goals and objectives and then you work backward from there. And you say, okay, we're trying to achieve X, Y, Z in our business, whether it's a, a doubling of revenue, whether it's an increase in your profit margin, whether it's a decrease in costs, whether it's an increase in efficiency in your business, whether it's new routes and new channels to market that you now need to spend and build out on to penetrate those new channels to market or it's new regions new localizations that you need to build out. Let's say you need to build out a new foreign language website so that you can capture a new market so that you've got localization happening in that market. Let's say it's integration. It's a large scale integration project between all of your point, point level systems and they need to talk to each other better and allow that data to flow better um, backwards and forwards between those systems so that you can get a better view of the customer, uh, a single view of the customer across all touch points so that you can then give them better service and have implement, say, for example, a CRM system. So there's many different scenarios where the goals may be different. They may not always be straight dollars and cents goals. They may not be straight above the line or below the line commercial financial goals that you have for your project. But without the goals being clearly defined, either by the management team or the board of directors, of where the business needs to go and why, it makes it very, very difficult to start to build out a business case of, uh, for the particular project that you want to undertake. Now, there's several different components in terms of the cost of a project, the TCO as it's known, total cost of ownership of a specific project. And so there's typically two components to building out that total cost of ownership model so that you can start working out where you think the gains will be made and whether the, the business case actually stacks up. There's the um, CapEx component, which is capital expenditure, which is typically the upfront implementation costs. And that starts right from the initial consulting on the project through the scoping phase to where the project is actually documented. So you have a solution specification generally that goes along with that project. And then uh, there's, the, there's the OPEX phase. So you have the CapEx upfront to get the project live and then you have the ongoing costs. And that typically is comprised of either the underlying infrastructure, if we're talking self-hosted um, software solutions, or we're talking SaaS products, the subscription costs for those software as a service costs. So the monthly or the six monthly or the 12 monthly subscription costs for the software that you're gonna to use to drive your particular project. In some instances, it's a straight HR cost. So if you're looking at, at launching a major project internally around content creation and content distribution such that the places where you're going to distribute that content have no cost. So let's say you're going to upload your videos to YouTube, etc., where there is no cost to distribute that content, but the, the cost is in production. So internally, you've got the, the creatives who are doing the designs, who are doing the editing, uh, who are actually creating the content in the first place, perhaps doing the copywriting, etc., or you're using contract copywriters. So in any project, even where there's not a significant underlying software cost upfront or ongoing, there's always costs associated with undertaking any scale of project. Even internally, even if it's pure internal resources that you're gonna be using, it's gonna take time out of those resources day to complete the project for you and you have to be able to quantify that. So, you know, it's, it's a pretty simple calculation to do if you're talking about internal resources where you know roughly how much they're getting paid per year, you divide that up on a daily basis so they have a day rate for their time, and then you factor in how, how many days of their time is it gonna take them to complete this project internally for you, and then you can assign a monetary cost for those internal resources that you have to assign to a project. So typically once you've started with your goals and your, your expectations in terms of outcome, then you can start looking at the total costs of implementing that project. 
And then what you do is you marry that up or you do a comparison between either the added revenue that you're gonna get from the outcome of that project, tick those boxes, or the reduction in costs and increases in efficiency, and you, you boil those down to an economic outcome as best as you possibly can, identify an economic outcome that you're looking for, and then you compare that to the total cost of ownership. And remember, when you look at an economic outcome, if you're looking at, for example, top line revenue increases that you're looking to get out of the end of a project, so let's say you're building a new website or you're implementing a new piece of functionality on a website, or you're integrating a new technology in your website, whether that be a new site search technology, or whether that be personalization technology, or whether that be you know, new EDM technology, or whatever it is in your commerce stack that you might look at adding as a digital project or a new website. You're going to obviously have costs associated with that, but you're also going to have revenue that you associate with that. Now, it, it, there's very few businesses that have 100% profit margin on their, on their products or their services that they sell. So what you need to do, the next piece of the puzzle is to take that additional revenue based on typically the metrics and digital projects that you're going to be looking at are increases in traffic because of a project increases in conversion rate, so when people get to your website or your digital platform that they end up on, social platform, whatever, that they're gonna convert at a higher rate, or that you're gonna be able to retain them and remarket to them better, in which case the customer lifetime value of that customer is going to increase. And when you look at those increases in, say, for example, most projects and most business, um, business cases are, are span a 12 to 24 month, maybe a 36 month time. Because realistically, if you're not getting a return on investment within three years, that's dead money because the market, your business, technology, and everything is going to change so fast that if you can't find a way to make a return within that 24 the 36 month maximum window, then, then that project's probably not necessarily going to be viable for your business. So once you work out what you think those increases are going to be to top line revenue, then you need to take your average margin and apply that to uh, you know your average margin or your average markup, depending on how you work out your profitability in your business. You need to apply that to that extra revenue, and you need to say, okay, let's say your average margin is 30%, and you're gonna you're gonna expect to make uh, an extra 100 grand a year, so you're gonna make an extra 30 grand a year in profit. Well, if that extra 30 grand a year in profit doesn't at least cover your project costs, um, then it's gonna be very difficult for you to justify a business case for that project. Or if your decrease, if a combination in increase in total profit, take home profit, and your reduction in costs and it gains in efficiency, if the total sum commercial benefit to the business doesn't add up to what the project is going to cost you both in the short and the longer term, then, you, then it's really difficult to build out a, a business case. Whereas if it does, if the total economic outcome uh, across the business justifies the expenditure on the project, then that's typically all management team slash board of directors needs to pull the trigger on a project. So long as you can both justify the project and you can prove that you can adequately resource the project, whether it be through a combination of internal and or external resources to help you implement that project, so long as you can make the numbers add up, then from there, then they'll, they'll usually easily sign off on a project. Some of the ways that you can start to quantify the benefits of a project are, let's say you're talking to a technology provider, a vendor that is going to be supplying a new platform or a new functionality set for you. They will oftentimes have, especially if they're a SaaS product provider, 
they will typically know what the average improvements across their entire customer set look like. So they've got, they'll, they'll have some customers where they get a massive return on implementation of their technology and other customers that don't get as big a return. I'm thinking in terms of say loyalty platforms, for example, if you've already running a loyalty program in your business by switching platforms, you're going to get an in incremental gain or increase, but you're not going to get anywhere near the increase that somebody, a merchant who doesn't have a loyalty program slash referral program at all, if they implement one from scratch, then they're obviously going to see dramatic gains over your incremental gains. So this is what I mean. You need to make the business case within the context of how your business operates, what it does today, what the strategic outcomes that you want to have are, and then you need to start assigning some numbers to those. Now, numbers can be really hard to arrive at, and sometimes it is a little bit of a finger in the air to say, well, you know, the vendor says that on average they get an increase in traffic of X, get an increase in conversion of Y, and this is the total economic outcome that you can expect to see by implementing our technology. Now, if you take that and you say, okay, well, that's, that's kind of uh, uh, an average of the best and worst case scenario, so we'll use that as an average to do our figures. Well, then you also have to look at other things like, what is the total cost to the business internally ongoing for additional human resources that may have to be brought on to maximize the return out of that new technology? So in other words, very few technologies, commerce technologies are install them, fire and forget. You typically have to dedicate uh, additional resources to those platforms and technologies to extract the most value out of them. So you're constantly adapting, you're constantly adjusting, you're constantly reconfiguring, you're constantly putting new content in, you're constantly doing things that will extract the most amount of revenue out of any new technology deployment, any digital project deployment. And as a result of that, you've got an HR component that you need to think about as well because you're going to have to go to market, you're going to have to hire against that, that requirement, and that resource is going to cost you a certain amount of money over what you have today, which is your status quo, and you already know what those costs and returns are. So always factor that into the puzzle, the extra HR requirements of doing that and maybe the difficulty of even being able to secure someone who can help you extract that, that value and however much expenditure you may have with the vendor on an ongoing consulting basis to be able to help you extract the most value out of their technology. So that's, that's part and parcel of building out a business case and I suggest that you, you build out that TCO model in year one, year two, year three and then do a, a total at the end of that and then the, the, the total benefit that you expect to see year one, year two, year three, put a total together, do the math on that, it, it, uh, calculate your additional profit that you expect to take away from that or, or reduce costs and look at it within that context and hopefully at that point if you've done the sums correctly and if you really do believe in your project then hopefully the sums will stack up. Now remember, the sums purely are theoretical until you achieve them. So you might put the most realistic numbers in place possible, but at the end of the day, the other benefit of a business case is it paints the picture of what success looks like for you as a business. So at the end of the 12 or 24 month or 36 month term, you can look back historically on a project and say, well, this is what our projections were of the outcomes and the strategic outcomes for our business. Did we hit those numbers? Did we achieve them? And then you can backward looking say, okay, this project was a success or it was an 80% success or we actually didn't get anywhere close to our numbers. Do we need to actually terminate this technology now and not, not take on any more costs associated with it. So it becomes your barometer of whether a project was successful or not. Do you hit the numbers that you projected to hit that justified the business case for implementing a project in the first place? So it becomes your barometer of success. So hopefully this advice has, uh, you know, has been helpful to you. Um, maybe, uh, you know, 
come back to me with your thoughts, your experience with, with large scale or even small scale digital projects, how you put it together, your business case, how you justify it to your boss, or if you as the owner, what do you require of your staff to put together in terms of a business case before you can pull the trigger on a new project. And let me know some of the outcomes that you've seen and how that's worked out for you. Thanks very much. Bye.